So this is a trigger warning for episode 7. In this episode 7 we're going to be talking a little bit about um, a recent violent attack on the street mm-hmm. and uh, public assault. So if that's something that you think you might be sensitive towards, please listen with caution. Well said. Nice. We should have done that in the one a few episodes well, we didn't back. Th- but yeah, we didn't but think we didn't that, that kind of evolved out. We didn't think that totally later on, did we? Absolutely. Oh, well. So here we are, uh, episode seven. Episode seven, the penultimate episode. Exactly. Now, uh, so, well, happy 2022. Oh, I know, right? It's, it's going to be good, better this year. Yeah, I think this is, this is good. I was thinking about this as I was driving in today. I was like, actually, I feel like this is almost like the last thing of 2021 that I want to wrap up. Yes. And I kind of feel like once I can do that, I can pack 2021 away in a box and just leave it for the history books. Good, good. And move on fresh. Fresh. Now, those who, like, listen to the show, all seven of you, thank you, <laughs> um, will know, obviously, the last episode we talked a lot about uh, the event. Uh, what, uh, oh, Christmas? Delf. New Year's? No, oh, we talked about going to Delft. Yeah. So yeah. do you want to tell the story? Yeah. How, how much detail should I really go into? Probably a lot, eh? Well, if it's a police thing, I guess you can't go into too much. You you decide, and we can yeah. always edit, or you can always tell me, Ian. Let's not. Um, so yeah, in our in our episode, uh, well, we for listeners, we record our episodes in batches of two. So this might actually be an episode five that we were talking about. I think so. Delph. Yeah. And although we knew that those were going to come out at Christmas and New Year, so they were kind of Christmas and New Year themed, we actually recorded them just before December 10th, mm-hmm. um, which was when uh, Delph Edinburgh was. Um, so, um, unfortunately, after that night out, um, I had been, uh, I left that night out um, and was walking home with a friend. And um, yeah, as you probably can gather from the pre warning, was kind of attacked on the street outside Not kind of, but gone. Yeah, I was attacked on the street outside a takeaway. Um, by a complete random, out of the blue. Um, yeah. What time was this? About two o'clock in the morning. Mm. I'd, so I had, funnily enough, I had, we'd spoken in the podcast that I thought that maybe I was going a bit much and drink, <laughs> drinking a bit much. So I was super sensible that night, didn't really drink too much. Um, but then, because of that, kind of, was quite self-aware and decided to leave early and get an early night and be sensible. So left early, so the streets were still a little bit quiet because most people were still in bars and clubs and things. Left early with my friend who was staying with me and uh, went to go and get him some food at a wee Italian takeaway place um, down the Cowgate way. And um, yeah, while he was inside getting food, um, some random man walked down from the Royal Mile, slapped my arse, and as I turned around to look to see who that was, punched me a couple of times in the face, battered my head off the wall behind me. Um, some other people kind of got involved. My friend came out of the takeaway, tried to get him away from me. He kind of came back again. Um, and I think I was still in shock at that point. Because mm. I think quite instantly he'd burst my lip and burst my nose, so there was just like a lot of blood everywhere. Um and then I was trying to get people to phone the police. My friend was trying to phone the police. Um, I tried to get away from the guy again. I was trying to get my phone out to phone the police, but because my fingers were all covered in blood, they wouldn't work on my phone. Like I couldn't get the touch screen to like mm. unlock and stuff. It's like it, you know, like sometimes when you wear gloves. Yeah. They were just slippery. And, um, 
and yeah, ended up. I can I can remember him coming towards me again and me trying to like the push thir- him away this from is the me. The third time, isn't it? The third time, yeah. And uh, somehow, then all of a sudden, I was on the ground and he had like, he had like my coat. He had the hood of my co- jacket that I was wearing wrapped around my neck and was like choking me with it because I can remember seeing his fist, my hood in his fist by my eye, but I was on the ground at that point. So I've hit my head again and then. At some point during the thing, I've smashed my phone and um, I think essentially broke my thumb. Um, so my hand was pretty, has been pretty out of action for the last month. Um, totally unexpected. Mm. Did not see that coming. No. Bit of a wild one. And he was pretty focused on you. Yeah. He came back because he came back for me. I got away and he came back for me three times, but I couldn't leave. I. People always say, like, fight or flight will kick in in these situations. But you were just shocked. Yeah, but the, fir- the f- in the first instance, I was super shocked because I had turned round because someone had slapped my bum and uh, just got punched two or three times in the face in quick, quite rapid succession. Um, and then all of a sudden, there was just so much blood and it was one of those things like, what's just happened? Um, and I'd hit my head a couple of times, first off the wall behind me when I got punched and then when I hit the ground and stuff. So the, there's kind of little chunks that I don't fully remember. Um. Yeah, I remember. I can. I can remember. I can remember him saying something to me and my friend as we crossed the road, to go into this takeaway. Um, but I can't remember what. And then I remember him shouting, "Um, those dirty bastards, those sick bastards," over and over again. When the police, so the police eventually arrived. Hang on. So th- was that before he attacked you? That was. Shit. That was during and after. Oh, I see. Because okay. um, that was... The, yeah, because... When the police arrived, I managed to like just basically shuffle myself into a doorway. And then it took six of them to get into the back of a van. Um, yeah, mental though. Do you know what was actually the worst thing about the whole... I remember after him initially attacking me and all the blood and someone pushing him away, I turned around to all these people that were standing in this takeaway, which I was standing in the doorway of when it happened, and was shouting for one of them to phone the police. And they all just looked at me blankly, and nobody moved, and nobody did anything. And I said it again. I said, I need some, someone needs to phone the police. Why is no one phoning the police? These guys in this takeaway, like, we don't have a phone. And I was looking at the door beside me in the window, and I was like, you have a phone number on your window for free home delivery. You do have like where does this number connect to? Mm. You have a phone. Why is no one? Why is no one? Um, why is no one phoning the police? And it was such a so it was such a kind of like scary and vulnerable and lonely place. All of a sudden, yeah, that's that like an anxiety like, dream. It was horrible to the point where I was like, actually, I'm in this situation that's just come out of absolutely nowhere. Somebody I don't know. Um. And the reactions of the people around me, I was like, were shocking. I was utterly shocked that no one would pick up a phone and phone the police. Mm. Um, and then what? And then as the whole, because, but because in between the sort of the three people were trying to get him off me, so he was then hitting those people, getting them down onto the ground, and then coming back for me. And in between all this happening they basically kicked everyone out of the takeaway, closed the takeaway and put the blinds down. Um, Jesus Christ. 
yeah, the whole thing was so peculiar and it was so... It's interesting because this, do you find, because you, Mark and I actually went for a walk uh, about two weeks ago um, around Carlton Hill and uh, and you were... You were we had a chat about it, yeah. And so it's interesting. So are you finding as time goes on, more details are coming back to you? Um, no. No. No, I got the letter through. I got a letter through. So I knew that the person had been taken was in police custody because I they wanted to take me to A&E that night and I wouldn't go because they were taking the person to A&E and I was like I don't want to sit in an A&E waiting room beside the person that's just assaulted mm. me um, so I went home and my friend that was there uh, really kindly took me to A&E the next morning and sat and waited for me for four hours while well, they x-rayed my hand and checked my face and stuff and um, when we were sitting in A&E like, 11 o'clock the following morning, he got dragged out by police and he was still there. Um, and I remember just being like, oh, that that's like that's him. Like, I can, yeah. like, that's his face. Because I don't know if I would recognise him. Mm. But the fact was, like, and it was funny because I'd left because I wasn't drinking <laughs> a lot. I'd had a couple of drinks, but I wasn't drunk by any, mm. like, stretch of the imagination. Um So the whole thing, yeah, is still quite lucid. Although there are chunks where I can't. Then, like I, I like I said to you, like, there's chunks where like I remember them coming at me, coming up the hill, and then I remember being on the ground. But I don't know how I got mm. from one to the other, um, and I don't know how I've hurt my hand. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like it's a parent's worst nightmare. Well, do you know what's really funny? Um, so I, I spent for like I have quite uh, yeah, just quite a. I don't have a particularly close relationship with any of my immediate family. Um, I've always felt very much like the black sheep. I'm, I'm just slightly not like the rest of them. Um, and Christmas and stuff always illustrates that for me because when you're in a room with everyone and you're like, everyone else is acting in a very different way to the way that I would act. Um, and not in a bad way. We're just very different people. But when everything happened and I was sitting there and uh, I'd shuffled my way back into a doorway... So I was just and because and it was the thing that every time I looked down like my like it was like a horror film and my hands were just like covered in my own blood and stuff. Um, I, I the first person I, t- I tried to phone my dad, mm-hmm. um, and he never answered. And I tried to phone him again the following morning before I went to the hospital and he didn't answer. And then later on the, that day while I was in hospital, my mum had messaged me just about something else and I said, well, I'm at the hospital, I've tried to phone you twice. And then he then he straight away he messaged me being like, I'm really sorry, I missed your call. Um, but it was, it was, if you'd asked me in an emergency, who'd be the first person you would call? I don't think I would have instinctively have said my dad, but yeah, it was my dad. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. Thank God your mate was with you. Yeah, and do you know what was horrible was... After, so I knew that, sorry, I knew that he went to, I did my police state, so I was in hospital for most of the Saturday. Um, and then on the Sunday, I got a phone call and was doing police statements. And then the person was in court on the Monday morning, being charged, and then got bailed. Because I got this letter through about two weeks after it happened. And then I realised, I realised the following day, when I'd went back to look at my phone, because my phone had been smashed and stuff, and I was trying to, there was like lots of blood and stuff stuck within the broken glass on the screen. So I was trying to clean it. And I went through and when I tried to be phoning, because my friend has phoned, I've started recording what was happening um, to try and protect myself, I think. I think I don't I don't want to get blamed for... Because nobody was helping me. I was mm. like, 
I don't I don't want anyone to I don't want to then get blamed for this whole situation. Um what I didn't realise at the time was that because we're opposite the travel lodge, there was a CCTV camera directly above us. Oh, okay. So the entire thing's on CCTV. Oh. Um small messy. But essentially I then had like a two minute video that I'd taken myself of the last chunk of the attack of me of him coming up to help me and then we ended up on the floor. Um which I didn't watch for a long time. And then I watched when all the paperwork came through. And um, I felt I felt horrible because actually I'd been so caught up with trying to deal with how I was feeling about the whole situation um, that my friend did get hit. He got hit trying to get the person off me. He was very jovial about the whole thing. He was joking to the police about how the guy should be a tennis player because he had a great backhand type of thing. Jesus. And uh, but my friend he had, you know, a big a big um a big injury on his eye and stuff. But he didn't need he said he didn't need any help at any or anything. Um but when I looked back at the video, like he really jumped in for me. Because, mm. um, uh, yeah, because if I'd been on my own, I said this to the police as well, like nobody was helping me. Nobody would phone the police and he wasn't leaving. So if if my friend hadn't been there, like he, he would have just kept going. Until I was unconscious or he killed me. Or... Yeah, didn't you say that a bystander was, when he was choking you, was the same? Was yeah, just... you're going to kill him. Yeah. Because I, I, could, I, could, I could remember hearing the shouting and just seeing this fist and the, the lining of the sort of black puffer jacket I was wearing is like bright neon blue. So I could see the blue like puffer material mm. in this fist by my eye and I could hear it. And that's the kind of last kind of thing I remember. And then the police were all there and he was getting put in a van. Um. Yeah. Stressful. Do you find, like, every time you, uh, like, retell the events that you relive it emotionally? Yeah. Every single time. Um, I think it's easier this time with you because we've already talked about it. Mm. Um, Whenever I need to tell someone new for any reason. From um, scratch. It's, yeah. yeah, It's, yeah, quite traumatic. Um, and I didn't think, I really, I, I keep saying this to my friends, I really wish I could, it wasn't still affecting me as much as it is. Because I have I thought I'd be, like, I could cope with stuff and get over things quite quickly. Um, now you can just say episode seven, series two. Right. And I think this is quite cathartic, kind of, almost like, um, <clears throat> I know some people say, like, if you've got loads of, like, overwhelming thoughts and you can't sleep, have, a, like, a journal, yeah. write all those thoughts down, get it them in your work. brain. Mm. And then you can... Park it. Mm. Maybe this is my journal. Absolutely. I can just park it. Yeah. <clears throat> People are crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. I found I found it mad that that I found it mad initially that no one phoned the police, but I found it mad that actually, yeah, one of yeah, just the yeah the amount of violence. I uh, I've always been a very kind of like. Uh, a very emotional person. I I feel things quite heavily, like empathetic. Empathetic, yeah. yeah. And when things happen to other people, like it really affects me, or I'll really try and fix things. I think it's one of the things that makes me quite a good teacher. Um, the but, idea that someone goes out to hurt. Yeah, yeah, I totally don't get it, and I think it's made me kind of realise, or kind of have a better understanding of uh, how kind of anti-violence I am. Like I. I never thought I was particularly confrontational anyway, but um, I was on like debate team and stuff. I was like, I loved a good like, I like a good like 
structured debate. Um, I don't think any of those skills would have helped you. No, no. <laughs> but funnily enough, like growing up, going through high school, um, if anybody had ever tried to give me bother or have a go at me, generally I could talk my way out of it. Mm. Or I've never been... Yeah, I've never been like physically attacked like that and not been able to... Like, and it did come out of nowhere because yeah. I've been uh, in situations where you feel the energy change and something is about to kick off, and you find yourself you get out of that situation, and hopefully it diffuses and normally does. But the fact that you weren't even facing the guy when he first slapped you on the ass, and then yeah, you know, it literally came out of nowhere. So. Yeah, and, and that's what I that's what the police were asking. They were thinking, do you think it was like, do you think it was uh, homophobic? Do you think that's that was, um the kind of that was why um, and I was like well we're just two guys wandering through the cow gate yeah um, I although you know I'm, I'm not the most masculine man but I'm you also not particularly feminine presenting no either. exactly yeah um, but it's not like you give just my friend it's not like you get I imagine you weren't giving sa- you know it's not no like, I wasn't it like sashaying along the like cow two then, guys getting a chippy yeah yeah but then because I think because he initially slapped me on the arse and then because of those constant, those sick bastards, those dirty bastards. Yeah, where was he getting that from? So straight away, I don't know if he's just assumed because we were two men walking along together. I don't know, but to me that does feel homophobic. No, absolutely, yeah. of course. Um, but then I also hate when people are like, that was a hate crime. And you're like, no, because actually just because you're gay doesn't mean you're getting better because you're gay. Slapping me on the arse feels kind of sexually... Mo- like, do you know what I mean? There, there's something yeah, kind of like... Yeah, that's a very odd way to start a fight with a random. Yeah, with another bot. Like, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, another guy. Weird. So the whole thing, I just don't... Un- I don't understand it. And I think that's why I've not really been able to process it. Um. Yeah, I don't Because if it, it came out that he was... A homophobic, or or it was a you know homophobic attack, or he followed you from Dilf or something like that. You'd be able to, uh, not, you might you might have some more comprehension of yeah where it came from. I mean, it's obviously it's still it still would awful, not yeah, be absolutely. Okay, but, but it was a random attack. Yeah, yeah. and um, what I found actually what I found really difficult as well was the days after, um, when I was telling my kind of nearest and dearest, a lot of the questions that people asked were like, um. What were you wearing? And I was like, I was wearing a t-shirt that said like "punch a poof." Like, what do you think it was? Like, he slapped wearing, you on your ass because you you only had a jock strap on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was walking through and like, no, I was wearing black skinny jeans and a black puffer jacket. Like, would that have, as if like would well, I have been asking you asked for, for it? it obviously, hundred percent. Like, it's so weird. Or the other one was, did you fight back? And I was like, why is that? Why is that what people are asking? I found mm. that odd, as if like. But also, I guess that would have given me some man points for defending myself. Mm. My dad also just kept saying, "You're lucky you didn't have a knife," and I was just like, "That's helpful, thanks." <laughs> oh. um, some people just don't know what to ask, do they? I in in these like because it's an extreme. From for instance, for me, when when you were telling me, and if, if someone's telling me something that I have not gone through. I find you just have to shut up and listen and like glean what you can from what they're saying. Like, there's no point me asking any questions because 
because because it's already been obviously you would have told me if any yeah. major points that needs to to be noted um so yeah if I, you you know if you were if like you if we all just came from a pride march and had banners and shit with us okay you can kind of see where a gay a hate crime would come from but this was a random attack you were two guys going to a chippy yeah part of me and then the other part of me was just like if you're good at if if and i'll <laughs> i'm never going to understand this because i'm not that type of person but if i was going to attack someone randomly on the street would i have went for the six foot six mm. like late 20 year old male was he shorter than you everyone's shorter than me I know <laughs> but do you know what I mean like even my yeah. friend who was with me is a tall guy like he must mm. be like between six, six, one, six, two, maybe slightly taller and he he goes to the gym more than I do like he's a big guy and I just think what an, an, an but unless maybe that was is that the part of it like did he want to mm. go you know what I mean is that part of the challenge this guy was focused it was just weird I don't get it I was telling you when we were going for the walk, I used to work with this girl who had a boyfriend who was just a violent creature. Like he, you know, he spoke to like me fine and stuff like that. And But um, like she would come in on a Monday after the weekend and she would say, oh, you know, my boyfriend, like that would be at a, a perfectly nice bar, like somewhere on George Street. And the guy would leave for like an hour and a half or something and then come back all like panting and sweating. Well, what happened? So, and he would literally just leave the bar to go find a fight and then come back, like just yeah. to get aggression out. And that's funny. Like, and that's it's just you, terrifying. Yeah, you told me that when we were on the walk and that really, uh, that really affected me. Like I got really upset. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. But I but don't, just, I what don't I'm get saying, it. Like, either do I. And it's just so upsetting that people have this, pent up angry energy that's I don't know what's going where it on comes from you know um yeah I find it absolutely mental um really quite baffling how are you going um you put another Adele themed post up I thought oh, so I need to stop watching that bloody show <laughs> oh, um I'm not like yeah I'm not great I mean, I found social situations quite stressful as it is. Um, I've got a lot of anxiety. So I've tried to socialise a couple of times since. But... Uh, and one of your friends wants to get you back out at Yeah, nighttime. the person that I was with was, like, determined that we're going back out on another night out very soon because it's not going to become a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's probably very positive, but at the same time, super stressful. Um yeah, super stressful. I mean, it was just like my my lip all healed up fairly quickly after a couple of days. Like, you could see there was kind of a big purple kind of like mark where it was all split, but it was healed up. It wasn't bleeding. I started getting this weird bruise across my face because <laughs> it was like it was really sore, like behind my nose, like almost mm. like up in the top of my mouth and my teeth and my gums. Okay. And I got this weird um, bruising coming out from either side of my nostril, like this like really high mustache. It was odd. Um, and my hand's still, my hand's still, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back to the hospital. But another four hours sitting in a just isn't a particularly exciting prospect right now. Is that a physio thing, or do you think it's a br- like a bone? So I think it's I think it's fractured or broken. Mm. Um, they did X-ray that day, but I think they couldn't get the right angle. It was still pretty swollen as well, which I don't think helped them. Um, but like I can look at my two thumbs side by side, and like one is like, like it's got a huge 
mm. chunks that out of it that this one doesn't have. Um, so they're different shapes now, which I think is quite funny. But it's sore. What know? do you want to do now? Um, park it. I'd like to get mm. like I'd like to get rid of it now. Mm-hmm. Good. It's annoying. Mm, good. So annoying. Because then there's a part of me that says, like, which I've said to you to your face before, like, you know, get therapy, etc. But there's another part of me that says, like, but the more you talk about it, as we just said then, you relive it blow by blow, emotion by emotion. Yeah. And that can't be healthy. That's aging in itself. Totally, you know? yeah. And that's exhausting in itself. Um, there's a part that wants you to say, like, well, let's not talk. Like, I do, like of course, it's now on a podcast, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, there's, a, there's also a part that I... I would be like, well, I'm not going to keep telling people this because it is too upsetting. And, you know, if those who know of it, you know, if they want to, you know, if they want to listen to it, they can listen to this. But, like, I don't think it's healthy for you to to tell people. Uh, to relive Unless anymore. it's a professional in a, in a yeah. therapy situation where they're talking, giving you tools to kind of really move on. But you might have it in you just to park it as you say and, and, and yeah. move on and I think that was the thing like I was in very much two minds about whether we should even talk about it on this because generally we try and keep it quite light and bubbly and frothy Yeah. but um, I think the whole point of this podcast was kind of talking about our kind of day to day challenges because yes. um, yeah and the, the fact that it, it was such an awful random attack um, it makes it it was not like it was an ex-partner or uh, the 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 friend of someone or you know it's not it's, so in a way do you feel safe like in that sense like do you know what i mean like if it was someone who's um, on bail and out there who still knew you is was connected to you no hmm. no i was i was out um yeah i was out having food with a friend mm. um a male friend um fairly recently and yeah, was freaked out in the restaurant. Was like looking at like, just. Yeah, because I I think it's because I don't understand it yet. Mm. I don't understand why, like, like we said, like has he just seen two people and made an assumption? Has he just picked me because I'm a big guy? Like, why? Do you know what yeah. I mean like what's the point? Mm. Where did that come from? So. Yeah, I'm definitely on edge. Definitely not feeling great stressed and anxious it's probably quite good that the clubs have closed for another wee while they did it for you honey you did it for me sorry guys <laughs> it was by my request <laughs> um yeah what a crap what a crap end of the year yeah because that was december wasn't it yeah it was the uh, yeah halfway through december mm. and then i had i took a week off work to let my face heal up and because i couldn't use my hand and i'm still struggling at the gym my pt's been amazing um, he's kind of adapting all my exercises so that I can change my grip on things because basically anything like hammer curls or anything where, or like tricep dips where like the weight's travelling through mm. your hand like vertically, mm-hmm. just can't do. Mm. Um, so just having to kind of, yeah. He's really helped me kind of, so that I can keep going with the gym because I was making such good progress and it was so helpful with like my confidence and just feeling better about myself and... Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of got a bit shaken. And and how's Christmas and New Year? Um yeah, just just uh yeah, just just tough. a normal 
It's like you're sitting back and watching someone else do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like for me. I, Even though we host, I always feel like I'm watching Christmas and New Year. I Yeah, I feel very detached from everything right now. I feel mm. a bit weird. I feel like I'm watching my life on a television screen just now and I'm not mm. quite in the show yet. Mm. Um, yeah, just not... That's not, probably a, a safety thing as well. Yet. A self-preservation thing as well. Possibly. For now. Um, um, yeah, I feel like I need to go and do a self-defence class. <laughs> um, but then similarly, I like... I don't think I've got it in me to actually... But it's also... It was random. To, yeah. Mm. I don't think I've got it in me to want to... Do you think it's fair someone? to say that it's not... It hasn't made you angry so far. It's just made you hurt and shocked? Yeah. I was... Sh- uh, yeah. And scared i think it made me scared about how how vulnerable i was so quickly and out of the blue mm. um and like because that was like my dad was right like if if you know if that person had a knife or had like yeah i could have like i'd have been punched and stabbed before my friend even left the takeaway oh yeah but please don't go down that avenue it didn't happen yeah no. like it could have happened of course you know but I think it's just like a bit kind of like eye opening. Like I've never mm. felt particularly unsafe when I've been out and about. Yeah, especially Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, Wasn't there two lads, two two guys who got beaten up in front of John Lewis at like nine pm yeah. or something, and no just one in the middle of the road, and no one stopped. And that was a couple as well. So I was surprised that like like I absolutely do not feel the need to jump in, but you're standing inside a shop behind a counter, like phone the police. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. Remember when so when, when they still got ruffians because that was like quite a busy intersection and there was all sorts of people out there and people fights would start. We always had the phone at the ready, you know. <laughs> we even had like if sometimes the violence would come came once came into the shop and they said lock the door, lock the door, and the cars outside banging and so then we let one guy and one girl out the you know it's just and while we had the police and stuff like that so. Just yeah. that's the that's what the police are there for, you know. Yeah, and do you know what? It's like, I think, and I don't know if this is going to be um, super self-destructive or if it will be like good closure. But because it's all on CCTV, as soon as the court case and stuff's done, I can request the CCTV through like Freedom of Information, so I can see exactly what happened. Because I don't, mm. I don't have a consistent memory. Mm. Either because I've blocked it out or because I've battered my head so many times. Mm. Um, you know yourself, though, would that give you more kind of PTSD or... I don't know. I really don't know. Watching watching the little clip that I had on my phone was not helpful. But I think it was more the, the sounds. Like, I was at, I went to my parents the, after, the Saturday night after I was at the hospital and I stayed there for a couple of days. And uh, we were sitting having dinner and my mum put on one of her favourite films. I was to be The Equaliser. And one of the scenes, the guy's just batting another guy. Your mum's favourite comfort film, The right? Equaliser. Oh, she, but we've talked about this. She loves an action film. Um, her idea of a rom-com is Die Hard. And, um, Never seen that. Have you not? No. Die Hard's a great film. Um, and I remember like, I was sitting on the couch and it was the noise of the guy's fist hitting mm. the other guy's 
face and I literally had just bury my head on a pillow. I couldn't cope with it. Well, also all. remember Foley. You know what a Foley artist is? A Foley no. artist uh, is someone who creates sound effects for oh, films. Oh, yes, I do know Foley this. Like, they're like crack courgettes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. they're like, I remember seeing a punch uh, scene, a very violent punch scene, and how they did it, they literally got like a cushion and they had a celery stick and they were thwacking the celery stick against the cushion and that's what made the punch sound. Yeah. So just just comical um but uh yeah so yeah i guess with the cctv there will be no sound on yeah that. i think it, and be, also it will prove to you how random it was yeah and i'll be able to plot where i was and mm. what because i think there's a part of me that doesn't entirely know like i don't entirely know how many times i got how hit. i don't it, know how i got onto the ground mm. it's quite violating not knowing what happened to you how does the court case work is it like an open court case that know. you go you don't know i don't know i don't know don't hopefully know. it will work quickly and Efficiently and mm. it'll be over. Oh, Mark! I know. Awful. Sorry, guys. That was a bit of a downer of an episode. But no, <laughs> God, you know this is life, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, and, you know, it's great. Like I've got like lots of friends that I know that and family that listen to this that I've not told. So sorry about that, but yeah, you know now. Um, yeah, have you wondered why he hasn't messaged you? <laughs> Don't blame him. Like one, of, like one of my best friends was coming to visit me, um, who lives in Dubai, and he was like, "Why didn't you?" Because I didn't tell him for like three or four days. He said, like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I was like, "Because if I'd phoned you when it happened, you were boarding a plane, and you would have then been like, all right, speech in eight hours.'" Yeah. Mm. What like what a horrible flight to have to sit that job. So, yeah. Now, when also another thing, and I think you still should do this, maybe not by yourself, um, but you, you, we did talk about getting a cottage and taking your dog and just maybe even just three nights, four nights, somewhere in Scotland. That could be so nice for you, so therapeutic for you, just yeah. to kind of no, no internet, no, you know, just to switch off and kind of re-ground yourself. Yeah, I'm going to go home and read this afternoon. I've already planned it. Nice. Like, I feel like this might be quite stressful. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I appreciate you sharing it. And I was anxious about it coming up. That's why I set everything up first. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I want you to park it, you know, and I want 2022 to be grateful, both of us. And, and I feel um, really bad because we've actually, we, we also had that what kind of conversation about <laughs> My humour is quite self-deprecating, and sometimes, oh, yes. sometimes me talking can make people feel a bit on edge. <laughs> like, well, this one's really going <laughs> to push them over. But this is not you being self-deprecating. This is uh, it's just the retelling of a story. Yeah. No. Be careful out there, guys. Be careful out there, guys. Uh, but no, I think it's also good, like, because you know, for you to to go back out again, because you like going out at night, right? Yeah. 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 Me, not so much, but. I'm a day drinker. <laughs> See, I, I don't particularly... I don't particularly... I've never been a big drinker. Mm. Um, I've really been making an effort to try and socialise recently. Um, mm. And, yeah, it's quite unlike me, actually. But um, that's why that night I was like, oh, I'm not really going to drink too much. And then, um, yeah, I decided to leave early and stuff. And it's interesting. And part of me is like, well, do you know mm. what? If I'd actually just went wild with it, got steam in and stayed in my palace till three o'clock, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> This mm. would be trying to be sensible. <laughs> and, like, I guess if we just stayed in what is, you know, sometimes known um, as as the gay triangle, you know, like Bacardi plays with yeah. the street, Habana, Sissy Bloom's planet, 
potholes, you know, I think that's it really. You know, <laughs> that's our selection, guys. Um, I guess stuff still happens on that triangle as well, yeah. but you can't just, just, you have to go home at some point, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, I, kind of, we can't even wrap this up to saying, and what advice would you give to people? Yeah. <laughs> because... Unfortunately, advice could be phone the police. Like, phone, just phone yeah, the police. if you see an That'd attack much happening, more helpful. yeah, if you see an attack happening, phone the police. Because um, actually, then the, the police arrived, but so did the street angels. Like, there's like a volunteer group that like go around on nights out. I think helping people that get a bit drunk, making sure they get home, mm. um, helping people that have been you know attacked or assaulted. And they came and they gave me like a blanket and a bottle of water and stuff. And they got dispatched by the CCTV operator. Mm. It wasn't, um, I think, because 999 had, didn't even, they didn't even dispatch anyone straight away. They passed it on to the CCTV operator who opened up the camera and saw that there was like three guys on the ground and this mm. other guy still rampaging mm. and then sent like two vans of policemen and all of a sudden there was like 10 of them there. Mm. It was, yeah. Are we allowed to say where it happened? Oh, I think I've already said that. Yeah. You... Well, I'll not clarify. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, it could have been anywhere as well because it wasn't yeah. like it was a dead area. It wasn't like you're in the middle no. of a suburb. You're still in Edinburgh city centre, you know. Yeah. Gosh. Well, guys, um, <laughs> the next episode will be... The next one's the last one of the season. It'll be much nicer, <laughs> exactly. I promise. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to go make a, a wee cup of tea now. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get some Valium. Oh, my God, imagine. Can we get? You can get Valium in this country, can't you? Yeah, yes. but it's like a prescription drug. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't think we should be joking about that. <laughs> okay, don't, go, don't just take Valium. No. <laughs> That's not how you deal and move on with things. <laughs> I mean, that is how you deal, but not yeah. the right kind of dealing. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. Oh, Mark. Good We're, luck. I know, right? We're not drug dealers, promise. <laughs> oh, dear. <gasps> oh, gosh.